church say amen? Have a seat. Have a seat. I'll let you sit down before we read. See how kind-hearted I am? Been standing a long time, so I'll let you sit down. Even though I have to keep standing. Take your Bibles, take your Bibles real quickly. Turn with me to 1 John chapter number 1. Boy, I tell you what, I, I love being in God's house when God is in the house. Oh, yeah, makes a difference. Makes a difference. 1 John chapter 1, if you find your place. Uh, if you're here for the very first time, you're here for the very first time, and you filled out one of those prayer cards, we are so glad you did, and we want to pray for you. And if you don't mind, if you'll hold that thing up real high, we'll go ahead and collect them. Do we have any first-timers? I think we got some in the middle here and some in the very back. All right, they're, they're going to grab them up over on that far corner. Man, they're everywhere, everywhere. Hey, let's give them a hand for being here. Amen? Amen. All right. My, 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 the Lord has been good to Temple. Amen? And we want to thank you for being here. What, what, what we want to do today, uh, I, I really desire to, to have a month of preaching, a, a series of preaching on the subject maintenance. Maintenance. Say that with me. This is something I despise. I need a witness. I don't like that kind of thing. Now, some of y'all, y'all like tinkering and, 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 and dibble-dabbling and stuff, and, and you like, you know, maintenance on cars and maintenance on houses, and I, I, not me. I, I, I want maintenance-free everything. I don't, I don't want to work on a car. I want to put gas in it and drive it to Jesus comes. Amen? I want to move in a house, don't have to paint, don't have to, I just don't want to, I don't, I despise maintenance. But there's one thing I found out. If you don't do some maintenance, it's going to fall down around you. It will. Your, your, your house will rot down. Your car will rust and blow up. You don't put oil in it and see what happens. You'll be visiting Dorgan say amen. Matter of fact, Dorgan says don't do no maintenance, amen. Listen, everything in life, every single thing in life requires maintenance. Even, especially, our relationships. Our relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with our spouses, with our friends, our relationship with our children. If we don't maintain them, if we don't uh, uh, do something to, to, to make them better, to maintain them in our life, they will they'll go away just like everything else in life. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to I take today and I want to talk about the maintenance of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Because this is the deal. If your relationship with Christ is not what it's supposed to be, your relationship with everybody else is not going to be what it's supposed to be. You have to deal with that first. You have to deal with your relationship with Christ first. And there's going to be some of y'all today that's going to learn some stuff. You're going to learn something about you because you prayed before we started that God would touch you and speak to you, and he already has, and you're kind of wondering, what's he saying? What's he saying? Well, I promise you this, before the message is over, he will clarify what he wants you to know. Amen? Let's read real quickly. Let's read because we don't have much time today, so we're going to try to, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, number one. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, 
and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. Now, this is what he's talking about. This is the Apostle John. This is many years after the resurrection of Christ. He is speaking to people who never heard or seen or touched Jesus in a personal way. They had heard about him, but they had never seen him. Now, that is kind of like us, right? You have never physically touched the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never physically seen the Lord Jesus Christ, but you have heard of him. This is who John is addressing. He is telling them, listen, I want you all to understand, he is not a fairy tale. He is not the figment of somebody's imagination. I know what you've heard has been pretty incredible. I know what you've heard has been unbelievable. He raised the dead. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. He did incredible things. He went in the grave and come back out. I'm telling you, I know what you heard is some incredible stuff, but I need you to know, honey, it's the real deal. It's real. I mean, he is real. I saw him with my own eyes. I touched him with my own hands. I heard him with my own ears. And I need you to know who he is. Do you realize the first thing that a person, when they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, the very first thing they want is somebody else to know him? He said, I know him. I saw him. Now, I'm telling you this, and this is why he says it. In verse verse number 4, These things write we unto you, that your joy might be full or verse 3 let me go back to verse 3 that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye may have what's that word say it with me Fellowship. fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son Jesus Christ these things write we unto you that your joy may be full this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How much of it? How much? All. All. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Lord, touch your word. Touch this truth. Help us to apply it to our life. Help us to receive it as it's coming from the mouth of God. God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Three aspects of a good relationship. Three things we have to have and we need to, we need to operate in, we need to develop in our lives, in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ so that we will have a good relationship. How many of y'all want to have a good relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? I want to be on good terms with him. Amen? Amen. Here's the first thing. Here's the first thing I want you to receive. Number one, the very most important aspect that we have when it comes to our relationship and our fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ is first, knowledge. Say that with me. Knowledge. Knowledge. You cannot have a relationship with somebody you do not know. I really want to tell a joke about the dude that played for Notre Dame, but I'm not going to do it. Amen. I, I just, it just, you can't have a relationship with somebody you don't know. You can't do it. It's an impossibility. You have to know the person. And do you realize there, there are a lot of people in this room right now, you know of him, but do you know him? Let me explain it this way. Underneath this point, I want you to write this down. Everybody, everybody has to have a 
personal, say that word with me, a personal knowledge of him through salvation. You have to have a personal knowledge of him through salvation. You say, preacher, what do you mean? I'm going to tie my life and the prophet Samuel's together for just a second. How many of y'all remember the prophet Samuel, the one that anointed David king? I mean, he was the dude. I mean, he was like one of the big kahunas of the Old Testament, the main, one of the main prophets. And, uh, and before, before he was born, his mother was barren. She didn't have any children. She begged and prayed and prayed and prayed and asked God to give her a child. And, and this is what she said. Now, God, if you will give me a child, I'll give him back to you. If you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. So God gave her one. God gave her Samuel. Samuel's born. She's so happy, she's so tickled, and, and as soon as she weans him, as soon as she uh, uh, weans him, she takes him to the temple and gives him to God. Now think about that a minute. She takes him to the temple and gives him to God, dedicates him to God, and now here he is, he's raising up in the temple, he is, he is growing up in the temple, he's living in the temple, he's serving in the temple, he's doing all these things in the temple, and he is, he is working for God. Are y'all with me? Working for God. Now, here's, here's the thing. God came and called his name. God came and called his name. And, and this is what he said, Samuel's asleep. Samuel's asleep. You got to help me with that green light, that green light. Help me with that green light. Samuel's asleep. And here he is asleep. On the, and, and God calls and says, Samuel, God get, or Samuel gets up and he goes to Eli, which is his guardian, and then says, look, did you call me? Eli says, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel comes back. He's a young man. Samuel comes back. He goes back to sleep. God calls Samuel again. Samuel. Oh, he goes back to Eli, which is his guardian, and says, man, did you call me? He says, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He says, okay. He comes back, and now Samuel lays down again. Samuel. Did you call me? He said, no. He said, ooh. Eli, the high priest, said, hey, it's the Lord calling you. You need to, you need to answer him. Now, here's the deal. Here's what your, 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 your King James Bible, the one I've got, this is what it says. Verbatim, this is what it says. And it's really important that you get this. It said that he kept calling Samuel's name, but Samuel didn't know it was the Lord for this reason. It says, for Samuel, this is what it says, for Samuel did not yet K-N-O-W he did not yet know the Lord how could that be how could that be he's working for him he clocks in that's his boss he's serving in the temple he knows everything about God but he did not yet you know what I did growing up? I grew up a preacher's kid growing up. And growing up as a preacher's kid, you, had, you, you went to church a lot. A lot. Believe me, more at that age than I wanted to. I need a witness. Conferences, revivals, Christian school. I mean, we had to memorize verses. I knew more verses by the fourth grade than I, I'll never remember what I remembered back then. I mean, I could quote scripture after scripture after scripture. My dad would take me out on visitation, set me up on a stool. I felt like a monkey. I want to hold out a cup for a tip. Amen. Just quote verses after verses after verses. Had me a three-piece suit, big old Bible. 
cowboy boots, I was the man. Only problem was, I was lost. Everybody thought I was, I was good as it gets. Everybody's calling me the little preacher boy, little preacher man. That's our little preacher man, little, little Miss Granny King. She's about this big, and, and I always couldn't stand when she'd come around because she was tall as I was, and, uh, and, and, and she'd grab you by the cheeks, I mean, pinch your cheeks, and then just want to, it's my little preacher man. It's my little preacher man. And then God called my name and scared me to death. But God, don't you know all these verses I know? God, haven't you seen me help the Sunday school teacher when they got hung up on a verse? God, didn't you see that suit I wore Sunday? Have you checked out my Bible? I've marked all in it. And he said, Malcolm. You see, I was acquainted with the Lord. And I knew all about the Lord. And I could, I could tell you all the books of the Bible. I could tell you so much information about God, it'd make, you, it'd make your head spin. But I had, he had never called my name. And this is what I do. This is funny. It's funny now. It wasn't funny then. When he was dealing with me about getting saved, remember, I'm the little preacher boy. Nobody had to take a Bible and show me how to get saved. I could quote it back to them. I'd lay in my bed, and I was so afraid. Well, I was under such conviction. I was, I was afraid I wouldn't let anything out of the covers except my face. I just knew if I let my foot out, the devil would drag me straight to hell. I'm serious. I, I, I just knew. I mean, I was under such conviction. God was calling my name so loudly in my spirit. And this is what I do. Okay, God. Okay, God. Uh, if I'm not saved, save me. And that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But that don't work. Because it, it had to go from if I'm not saved to God, I ain't. Save me. If you say if, you're not confessing. But when you come to him and say, Lord, I know I'm not, I am admitting, I'm acknowledging I'm a sinner. Save me. Boy, the day I met him personally, it made all that information come to life in my spirit. All that information, all that knowledge, all that truth that I had memorized and I had learned, now it meant a whole nother thing to me. So preacher, what's the problem? There are so many people in here right now. There was, there was five people saved in the last service. You know why? Because they have religion down good. They know all the rules. They know all the regulations. They know what to wear, what not to wear, know what to say, what not to say. But they've never been saved. They've never come to a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some of you right now, your heart's beating so fast you, you think you're going to pass out. You, you say, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? It ain't indigestion. The Holy Ghost is calling your name. And when this invitation is given, you need to come and give him your life. It's not difficult. It's not hard. I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm not asking you to pay no money. I'm just asking you to come and trust Christ. Do what Samuel did. Here am I. I hear you calling, Lord. What do you want from me? I'm surrendering my life to you. That's what salvation is. You're giving your life. You're repenting and saying, God, I want a, I want a relationship with you. You cannot have a relationship with somebody you don't know. And we need to know him through a personal 
knowledge. Not only a personal knowledge, we need to know him through a practical knowledge. After you have come to know him as your Savior, you need to get to know him better. Did you hear what I just said? After you come to know him as your personal Savior, you need to take the steps and make the effort to know him to know him better. Better. I was preaching a revival in, in South Carolina. In, uh, in Barnwell, South Carolina. Actually, it was Blackwell, but it was right in between Barnwell and Blackwell, South Carolina. And, uh, man, the revival was going good. People was getting saved, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, it was cool. And we went out to, to a family's house to eat after the revival service was over. And there's a bunch of people there. And the matriarch of the house, the grandmother of the house, uh, she, she's one of them type people, you know, got to the age where her filter was broken. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, they just say whatever's there. It's, and, and, and she, you know, and when they get to a certain age, it doesn't matter. They can say what they want to say, amen. And, and so me and Tammy got into a discussion, you know. We, we got into a discussion. Uh, have y'all ever got into a discussion? See, Baptists don't argue and fight. We discuss things. And me, and me and Tammy was discussing things, and we were not on the same page, and, and we were not in agreement. And, uh, and, uh, and this lady, this is what she said. She, now, see, I'm the flaming evangelist, man. I'm, I'm bringing Jesus and deliverance to this country people. And, now I'm, you know, I'm bringing God. I'm the man of God. I'm the man of anointing. And, that, and she says, I know what your problem is. Problem? Pro- I ain't got no pro- only problem. You guys thinking I got a problem. That's what the problem is. I'm thinking, what? Really? Problem? Don't you hate it when they're right? She said, I'll tell you what your problem is. I said, what's that, ma'am? She says, she pointed at the Bible. She said, you know that real good. But you don't know her. You say, is that biblical preacher? The Bible says the husband is to dwell with the wife according to knowledge. Husbands, you are to know your wife better and more than anybody else on this planet. Everything. It is your responsibility. It is your job. It is your lifelong career to know her. To know what makes her tick. Know what makes her laugh. Know what makes her smile. Know what makes her sad. And the problem is many times... We do not take and make the effort to know somebody. And you know what we've done with salvation? We've gotten saved, got our ticket to heaven. We've got our seat taken and reserved and everything. And okay, so long. And we haven't taken the time to get to know the Lord. How are you going to have the mind of Christ if you don't know him? Are you all with me? It says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now how are we going to have the mind of Christ if we don't know him? We get a personal relationship with or a personal knowledge of Christ through salvation. We get a practical knowledge of Christ through study. Do you realize this is the sweetest love letter that's ever been written? This is a love letter from a creator to the creation. This is a love letter, listen, from a God who loves you more than you could ever imagine. And this is what he wants you to know about himself. This is what he wants you to know about what he did for you, where you came from, and what he's done for you, and what he will do for you, and what he's planning for you in heaven. Man, this is great stuff. 
From the beginning to the end, it's a love letter from God to you. Have you read it lately? Man, I remember when Tammy would write me notes. Gracious, I read them over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. I couldn't wait for her to write me a note. I couldn't wait for her to call me. Man, I was madly in love with her. And the more I got to know her, the stronger that love was. And how many of us have neglected our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ simply because we got our ticket, we're okay now? And usually the only time we talk to them is when there's a crisis. You know that old saying, you know, he, he goes from being our steering wheel to our spare tire. He's unseen, he's never seen until we need him. And we wonder why, we wonder why we're having such issues in life. I was, at the, I, was, I was working at a golf course in South Carolina. I was uh, the superintendent down there, and, and, uh, and I was wanting to put some really hot fertilizer on the greens. I mean, some really powerful stuff that would burn up the greens if you didn't get them watered down good. And, uh, and I was wondering if I needed to crank up the irrigation system. And uh, I walked into the clubhouse, and they have a big screen in there. You know, the guys at the bar, they're just, they hang out there and drink, carry on. And, and I walked in. And the fellow behind the counter is named Dempsey. And I said, Dempsey, I said, is, is it going to rain today? Because I thought they'd been watching the weather channel. You know, he could tell me whether or not it was going to rain or what the deal was. I said, Dempsey, is it going to rain today? He said, he kind of snickered a little bit, trying to make a funny look up. said, well, I don't know. I don't know him well enough to ask him. And boy, my heart just, I went, boy, if you only knew what you were really saying. But guess what? I wonder how many Christians in here today you don't know him well enough to ask him. If God did speak to you, you wouldn't recognize his voice. Oh, but, but, but preach, listen, God speaks in a still, small voice. The only way to hear a still, small voice is by proximity. Are you close enough to hear him? Do you know him well enough? Are you taking the measures to learn who he is and to spend time with him? Am I preaching to somebody today? The most important aspect of a relationship is knowledge. Secondly, he said, and, and it's right here in this chapter. He said, these things we are telling you. We are informing you. We are letting you know the knowledge that we have about him. So that you can have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father. The second most important thing about a good relationship is not just knowledge, but it's fellowship. Fellowship. I looked up the word fellowship in Webster's Dictionary. The word fellowship, it uses the word communion. It uses the word communication. It uses the word connection. It also said this, a sharing, a sharing of thoughts and feelings. And I got to thinking about that. Fellowship. When we have our small group, when we have our small group, uh, uh, we do some important stuff. I mean really important stuff. First, we eat. That's important. I need a witness right there. Come on. Y'all don't get all self-righteous on me. Don't even play that. If you think that, don't eat when you leave here. Amen? If you don't think it's important. Amen? Listen, we, we eat and we sit around a table. But you know what? Everybody has the idea it's all about the food, but it's not. That's not what makes it special. It's what you do around that food. That's why southern people have messed up in that department. And we have issues with that is because we are, we are connecting food with fellowship. And we're really craving the fellowship, but we have to do it around food because that's the only way that we have. Are y'all with me right there? 
And it's not about the food. It's about, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. One word, sharing. Say it with me. Sharing. What do you do around the food? You sit across and you share your life. You sit there and you share your problems. You share your passions. You share your pursuits. You shared what's been happening in your life. Man, girl, let me tell you about this week. Let me tell you about what we saw. Let me tell you about what happened at the Man, and you start saying, boy, let me tell you about that pageant last night. Let me tell you about that coon hunt. Let me, let me tell you. And, and here you are. You begin to share your life with them. They share their life with you. And you are craving that intimate fellowship that's there. And you come close like you've never experienced before. Some of the closest friends I have in this world have come through our life groups. You know why? Because we, we spent an extended period of time over these last few years getting to know each other and fellowshipping and bonding together because we spent time sharing our life. And if you don't get in a small group and learn to do that, you're not going to be completely fulfilled as a Christian. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you shared your life with Jesus Christ? How many of y'all got them, them kids that already know everything? I mean, they already know everything. It's like one day in their life, they just turn, boom, snap. I mean, it's, it's like lights come on, boom, already I know everything. And there's a time in their life as they're growing up when they're little, it's all like, mommy, 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 mommy. You know, daddy, 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 why this? Daddy, why that? And all you want is to say, hush. Shut up. Be quiet. Go see your mother. Quit bothering me. And then, and then they get to that certain age, boom. And all of a sudden, you say, you, you, say, you, you want to now. You want to have that interaction now. You want them to talk to you now. But now, it's this. How was your day? All right. <laughs> Would everything go okay? Yeah. I guess. Was there anything wrong? Nothing. One, one word sentences. Am I preaching now? And you want to get them in the headlock and choke them down into the ground and say, talk to me. That's funny. But how many of us treat our Father in Heaven like our teenagers treat us? When God wakes up and he waits for you, he just sits on the banister of heaven waiting for you to wake up. And he just knows you're going to say good morning. He just knows you're going to talk to him. He just knows he's going to, you're going to share the life that he gave you. And you're going to share the things, the blessings he's gave you. He's going to come and, you know, how many of y'all do something good for your kid and you can't wait till they talk to you about it? And you want to interact with them and you want to fellowship with them. You want to share that life with them and they don't ever talk to you. And how many of us have not maintained our relationship with Christ because we simply won't take the time to share our life with Him? Share your burdens. Share your problems. Share the things that make you excited. God can't wait to hear from you. He told me. He said to tell some of y'all, He ain't heard from you in a while. Share your life. Not just your life. Share your love. In our small groups, when we'd have issues, they would come and surround us and just pray and love on us. When they'd have issues, we'd pray and love on them. And Man, they're my best friends on the planet. I'm telling you, we're tied at the hip. We love each other. 
even the ones I'm not in group with now because we've grown and expanded and grown and expanded. Listen, I could call on any of them. You know why? Because we spent time fellowshipping. We learned to love each other. When's the last time you shared your love to him and just told Jesus how much you loved him? Didn't ask for nothing, just said, I, just, I, I love you. Thank you for being good to me. Listen, it's a very important aspect of a relationship, not just knowledge, not just fellowship, but lastly, this is a key one with the Lord. It's really key. The last one is purity. The last one is purity. This is what it says. John said, this is the message which we have heard and we declare unto you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ will cleanse us from, are y'all with me? Then he said this, this is really important. He said, now if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. Amen? But if we confess our sin, he is faithful. Say that with me. He is. He ain't going to let you down. He is faithful and just to forgive us. Amen? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All of it. Every lie, every wrong thought, every lustful thought, every bad attitude, everything we've ever done. We got to walk in purity. Now I know when you hear the word pure, when you hear the word pure impurity, it just like wigs you out a little bit because it seems like it's so far away and it's so unattainable because of the mistakes you've made in life. Sometimes when I think about it, I say, Lord, man, if... All them things, I, how can, listen, let me tell you something. Purity is attainable. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are, what you've done, where you've been. It doesn't matter your past lifestyle. If you come to Christ, you can walk in purity. How do I walk in purity, preacher? First, right living. This ain't complicated. This is bare bones, elementary stuff. Right living. Just live right. Well, how can I know how to live right? Know him. Know him, because I promise you, he won't have no issue telling you what's right and wrong. My wife has no problem telling me when I'm wrong. She lives with me every day. She can, she can express herself. Guess what? God's the same way. I promise you, you get, you get goofy on him, he will tell you. Do I have any seasoned saints in here that will testify that? The Holy Spirit will get your attention. Just know him. Say, what, what, what do the Baptists think? What do the Methodists think? Or what do the Presbyterians It doesn't matter what none of them think. What's he think? Get to know him. Get to know him. I want you to be a Christ follower. I don't want you to be a denomination follower. I want you to be a Christ follower. Because if you make him happy, it doesn't matter who you make sad. Right living. But here's the really key to the whole deal. This is the key to the whole deal. There's got to be right living, but there's got to be regular. Say that word with me regular cleansing it says if we confess our sin he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness now listen everybody ought to take a bath every day whether you need it or not I just think you just need to stay in practice amen I don't care if you got dirty or not that's funny ain't it Andrew tell the truth that's funny you just need to take a bath I mean it just it, we just need regular cleansing do you realize we need to come to God the same way because there's times in our life we just make mistakes and this regular cleansing is not to stay saved because you can't get unsaved once you've been saved 
But you can get out of fellowship with God. Listen, me and Tammy can be out of fellowship, but we're still married. And then we can make things right. Listen, regular cleansing is so important. You say, preacher, you don't know what I've been. I don't care. I don't, it don't matter. His blood can wash away all sin. All sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Not church membership. Not baptism. Not good deeds. Not, not denominational titles. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That's my God. Now here's what we need to do. I need every head bowed and every eye closed. Now I need you to be real still. I need you to be real still. Unless you're coming to play the music or work at the altar or do your, do your job, whatever it is you're doing, I need you to get this because there's some folks in here that needs to get saved right now. You know as good as I do that when I was speaking about that personal relationship with God, your heart was pounding 100 miles an hour. And God was speaking to you. And I want to give you a chance right now, as every head's bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you a chance to come and give your life to Christ. I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm not asking you to stand and say anything. You don't have to do none of that. I just want you to come and find a place. We've got altar workers here, ladies for ladies and men for men. And we'll sit on that front row. If you'll come, if you'll come and say, I need to trust Christ today. I need to become a Christ follower today. I want to get saved today. All you got to do is come and we'll take a Bible and sit on that front row and show you how to be saved you're here today as every head's bowed and every eye closed you say preacher I'm not 100% sure if I was to die right now that I'd go to heaven I'm not 100% sure if I was to die right now that I'd go to heaven and I need somebody to pray with me I need somebody listen I just want to I want you to pray for me preacher if I was to die right now I'm not 100% sure that if I was to die right now that I'd go to heaven would you pray for me slip your hand up right now slip your hand up right now just be honest with God come on let's just trust God I see that hand God bless you in the middle. Come on, if you need to know Christ, come on. Come on. Say, preacher, I'm not sure if I was to die right now that I'd go to heaven. Come on, right now. Come on, right now. Come on, right now. We'll take a Bible right now. Come on, that's it. Come on. They're coming. Come on. Come on. Come on, is God speaking to you? Come on. Come on, don't wait. Don't put it off. Come on, God's talking. You asked him to speak to you before the service started. Now trust him when he does. Trust him when he does. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. 
Hey, we've got, we've got many people coming down to this altar. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on what God's doing today. This could be the greatest day of your life. There you go, sis. Come right here. God bless you. Hey, come on. Come on. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Don't wait. We've got people with a Bible right here. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Listen, don't miss out. God is here. He's speaking to you. Salvation is the easiest thing that you could ever imagine. Just trusting in Him. Come on. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, this altar is full of people that need to trust in you and, and believe in you. They're coming. God, I pray that you'll just help them to believe in you with all of their heart. Help them to pray and ask you, Lord, for forgiveness and ask you for salvation. God, I pray for those that are coming for help, those that are coming for encouragement. I pray for those who are coming and they need you to help them. God, I'm praying for those who right now need to come to this altar. They're saved, but they need to work on their relationship with you. I pray that they'd step out of their pew right now. They're saved. They're born again, but they need to work on their relationship with you. I pray that they'd step out of their pew right now. Find a place in this altar and ask you for help. Ask you, Lord, for your touch. Ask you to help them grow closer to you and to know you in a better way. God, I pray that your will be done. I love you and I appreciate you and I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand our feet. We're going to sing. Keep me on. Keep me on. Sing on. If you need to come, come on. Hey, we've got people all over this altar. We've got people with a Bible in their hand. If you need to come for salvation, won't you come? Won't you come? That's it. You were Spirit is within me because God, I pray that you'll be you died and you rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? my joy to honor you in all I do I honor you I'm forgiven because you were forsaken oh Lord I'm accepted because you died and rose again. Amazing love, Sing, how can I want to hear you. Be? God's moving in this place. You God's moving in this place. Maybe you need to make a decision for Him today. Maybe you need to trust Him today. Won't you come? Amazing you love. Come? It's my joy to honor you in all I do. 
normally do this, but I just, I just feel impressed for some reason this morning. Listen, salvation is so important. It is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. And the devil is going to do everything he can, everything he can to keep you from making that decision. And we want to make it as easy as possible. We want you to believe him and trust him. It's no coincidence, it's no coincidence that you came today. It's no coincidence that God impressed upon me to speak this message. Please don't leave without him. Please don't leave without him. This is, this is, your, this is your verse. There's been so many times that it, when God was speaking to me, I said, Lord, if they'd have just sung one more verse, I'd have went. If they'd have just sung one more, I'd have went. This is your one more. This is yours right here. This is your verse. If you've said that this morning, this is yours. God just answered your prayer. Now you be obedient to God when he, when he speaks to your heart. Lord, touch this verse. Lord, touch those that need to come right now. They need to come. God, I can't make them, and I don't want to make them. It's not about me forcing anything or anybody. It's about me presenting an opportunity. God, I want to give them this opportunity to come. As we sing this verse, let them come and trust you as their Savior. Forget their pride, forget their fear, and believe in you with all of their heart. All they got to do is come. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Sing on. This is your verse. This That's is your verse. If God is speaking to your heart, come on. Is for. There's so many people have made decisions already. You Maybe don't you have to, to carry your burdens anymore. There's a light in the darkness. And there's a love that's true. And Jesus is waiting. Come on. He's waiting, He's waiting here for, for you. you. Arms wide the time open. has come for you. to Arms give it open. to the Lord. Oh, why put it off? Why put it off? Why make it That's what this altar is for. Don't make an excuse. Give him your life. And that's Trust what this altar is for. Yes. Pray for this young man. You don't have to carry the burdens anymore. There's a light in the darkness, and there's a love that's true. And Jesus is waiting. He's waiting here for you. Aren't you glad? The time has come to give in to the Lord. That's what this altar is for. I meant to say this a while ago. If you're coming, if you're coming for baptism, if you're coming for baptism, if you're a gentleman, if you'll come to this door on this side right here, and if you're a lady and you're coming for baptism this morning, you come to this door over here and there'll be somebody there to help you and assist you there, okay? If you're coming for baptism, if you're a gentleman, come, Brother Jeff, raise your hand. Right there, he's going to point the door to you. That's for the gentleman. If you're coming as a lady, you come to this side right over here, and they, there should be somebody in there to help you there. All right? Miss Gunner, can you make sure there's a lady in there to help them? All right. How many of y'all are glad Stephen Michael Evans came and trusted Christ as a Savior today? Yeah. How many of you glad Sierra, is it Barker or Baker? Barker, Barker come and trusted Christ as her Savior today. Amen. 
I'll never get this name right. Brittany Saucier. Saucier. Brittany came and got saved. Amen. Amen. Jack Roush has come this morning and rededicated his life to God. Come on now. Give God praise right here. And then Miss Kathy Meherg has come and rededicated her life to Christ. And made, hey, wants to be what God wants her to be. Amen, Miss Kathy. Amen. Uh, Joe Ireland. Joe Ireland. Why couldn't it be Smith or Jones? Or no. Joe Ireland has come this morning and trusted Christ as his Savior. Let's give God praise right there. Amen. No, come on, man. I got saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Well, all right, all right. Will Skinner. Now, see, that's a name right there. Will Skinner has trusted Christ as his Savior. Isn't it? Amen. And Randy Skinner come with him and got saved too. Amen. Amen. Randy, are you Will's daddy? That's your, that's your son. Father and son got saved at the same time. Amen. Amen. I'm all about fixing to do my happy dance right in front of everybody. Amen. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to stay dignified. I'm not going to do it. Listen, let's take up our offering. This is a good time to give, isn't it? This is a good time to give after God's given so much in this service. Let's give back. Let's give it. Listen, what he what he desires, let's, let's be real and give from our hearts today. All right, let's pray. Father, we're here to invest in what you're doing in this place. Lord, this is what it's about right here. It's about father and son getting in. It's about people who come in and trust in you as their personal Savior. God, I'm so excited. I can't stand it right now. I'm just excited. And I pray that you'll bless every dime that's taken up so that we can keep seeing this happen. Lord, we're investing in the kingdom for our grandchildren's sake and for those coming after us. God, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Come on. Once like a bird in prison I dwell, no freedom from my sorrow I feel. But Jesus came and listened to me, and glory to God, He set me free. He set me free, He set me free, and He broke the bond of prison for me. I'm glory bound by Jesus to see, for glory to God, He set me free. Goodbye to sin and things that confound. God of this world shall turn me around. Daily I'm working, I'm praying to, and glory to God I'm going through. He set me free, He set me free, and He broke the bond of prison for me. I'm glory bound by Jesus to see, for glory to God, He set me free. Now I am climbing higher each day, the darkness of night has drifted away. My feet are planted on higher ground, and glory to God, I'm homeward bound. He set me free. 
set me free and he broke the bond of prison for me i'm glory bound my jesus to see for glory